0: Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football
1: game on the road at hisportsfans.com.
0: Aloha and welcome to another edition of the Rainbow Wrap Up. We are back, mm. of course,
2: starting with
0: Sean Iman. What's up, Sean? What's up, fellas?
2: What's up, Warrior Nation?
0: Of <laughs> course, our Lalo head himself, Shane Agno. What's up, Shane?
2: Gee, hey, what's up, boys?
0: Um, I just came back from Kansas City, so my toes are defrosting. I'm in LA, yeah, mostly <laughs> defrosting and resting, but. We got a tour this coming week back to Kansas City, the AFC Championship, Chiefs Bengals. Check it out right now. Info at HI immediately can assist you because we are um, just days away. So um, that's gonna be something really exciting. But guys, how are you enjoying the playoffs so far?
2: Yeah, junk no more. <laughs> <bore>, <laughs> uh. Nah, nah, oh. it's good. The game the games are good, man. Good games. Hey, this is a
0: Seahawks heavy show. We we already know that. So um, when two out of three are Seahawks, we we um, we understand the grief. But um, you know, as being a fan of football is seeing. You want to see the best. You want to see intrigue. You exactly. want to see the end. You want to see drama. I mean, Hawaii sports fans. For me personally, I mean, I didn't. I had to wait a while before. Um, I my first Kansas City game with as on a hawaii sports fan store was kansas city at green bay at lambo which was awesome a good experience nice but like i was one of the few fans there too so it was really intimidating um in my derek thomas red jersey but i had a group there i went to see uh play at wisconsin that same trip yeah being a fan is like you know cool i remember like i tell people going to the super bowl and and seeing other people be excited that's what got me excited right i to you know even seeing the Patriots fans have to win a few times okay that got really boring after a while plus they were kind of yeah there's a reason they call them mass you can finish the wow. from Massachusetts <laughs> yeah. Um, and, but yeah I think it's just amazing to see fans um, have their moment and for me seeing The Eagles fans of all fan bases get their moment. Super Bowl 52 in Philadelphia. was actually a chicken skin moment for me and something that I'll never forget. And I was like, wow, I hope I can experience that. And the Chiefs did that two years later after 50 years. And after 30 years of me watching that team finally, finally making it to the summit, which is extremely difficult to do in the NFL. So it might take years, might take decades, you know. So um, you got to appreciate the game for what it is as well. I mean, appreciate you know, as Hawaii football fans, we have to appreciate college football on a different level as well. We don't, I mean, or we would never watch any of the big bowl games, right? Nobody would ever watch the Rose Bowl, the, you know, I mean, luckily we got into the Sugar Bowl one time, but um, Hawaii sports fans, you know, we are about fans first and that experience for everybody. So um, just want everybody to have a good experience. And I know that uh, with us, not having to worry about having to plan anything is the best thing too. And I'm Mm -hmm. so excited for, um, someone coming this week for her first time on a Hawaii sports fans trip. Um, and she's a Hawaii chiefs fan and she's coming up with her three kids and I, and she's a young mom. Um, so that is some hardcore devotion and dedication. And I'm so excited to be the one, I guess, to introduce her to so many of the best parts of Kansas city, the food and the places and Arrowhead stadium and all of my friends that are from all across the great state of misery. Um, so it's truly an experience to, Um, be there and be amongst all those people, especially people that you're not really around too often. And Hawaii could be one of the most extremely different parts of the, of the country from um, Kansas city, Missouri. And it's still just as, you know, enjoyable because there's art, there's vibrancy, there's life, there's, there's parts to the city and parts to the place that are also more than just the chiefs, but it's also cool to see a team so embedded where everybody talks about it. Everybody knows what happens. When we were watching on Sunday after Saturday's game, the Chiefs, um, you know, winning that game over the Jaguars, and it was nice to to get their place in the AFC Championship. It was Wondering tight. if, yeah, and that was a tight game too, yeah. especially after my homes yeah. went out. But I had Sunday just to sit back and watch the games, went to Gates Barbecue, one of the most famous barbecue places in Kansas City. Uh, so Fuchsia and I got to, of course, she needed her shout out. So um, <laughs> it, we got to see game at Gates as well, which is really cool. Just a really, really fun, like family-oriented barbecue joint, uh, which has multiple locations in Kansas City, but they have like a streetcar um, kind of vibe inside. It's, it's mm-hmm. really just aesthetic and really cool, but they had the TVs going and all the workers popped their head in. All of them know, you know, the Chiefs kind of wanted the Bengals to win because they don't want to play the Bills because, you know, people don't want to, Play the Bills and not just because they're a good team, obviously. And that's one thing, but also because of just like the animosity that's growing. So, and also because people want to play at home. Let's be honest. The first reason was people right. didn't want to go to Atlanta, right? A lot of Chiefs fans didn't buy that ticket. A lot of Bills fans bought that ticket. I bought that ticket and I will admit to that too. And I, and I bought them knowing that I could potentially be taking a group there. And I was excited. We we're going to have a great Atlanta tour had the Bills you know, held their end up of the bargain, but they didn't. So now it's bills um, going home and Bengals coming to Arrowhead and that'll still be a great uh, cultural event as well. Like I said, like, I I love sports. It's particularly in the United States because it is embedded at a certain level into our culture. um, That is sometimes a little too much. Yes. I will say that people are like, "What you go to games and you spend that much money and whatever, but I see sports as one of the most inclusive places in the country, a place where, um, you know, a lot of voices, different voices can heard. a place where, you know, meritocracy matters, the better you are, it shows on the field, you know, it's not like any other part of, of, right. of America where, um, you know, politics and race and other factors get into the way sports is like, if you're doing it on the field, you're doing it on the field. And seeing the best is, is always great. So seeing, you know, the two, really playing the hottest right now. Obviously, Joe Burrow is um, really making a name for himself right now. And to see him come play Mahomes again, a guy that he's definitely not afraid of because he beat him three times. I mean, yeah. so this is one thing, too. The Bengals have beaten the Chiefs three times in a row. And it, it makes for intrigue. I mean, as a fan, it makes for intrigue. Like, I want the Chiefs to win every game, obviously. But I don't, I don't expect sure. them to win every game. And I don't expect them to win the Super Bowl every year for the rest of my life. That, that's crazy. Like, that's insane. I want them to win it once. I actually didn't hardly believe that they would win it Mm -hmm. when I was six and then 16 and then 26 and even, you know, 36. And then they finally break it right there after that. They finally, they finally broke through. So there are several decades in between where you're like, why did I choose this team again? But also (laughs) as a kid, I chose a team as a kid. My dad is a Packers fan. My mom, you know, just likes football, but because my aunt and, you know, moved to Kansas and that's how I became a chiefs fan. Christian Okoye, Derek oh, Thomas, cool. Neil Smith, that marriage. Nice. And that is a long time ago. Um, you know, and Joe Montana became the quarterback soon thereafter as well. So I know this is all long and winded, but also this is a part of the Hawaii sports fans experience that I want you all, you know, if you're listening out there um, to understand what at the heartbeat of this company is of Hawaii sports fans of um you know everything that goes into our tours is just that passion for being a part of the game being a part of the excitement like it's it's we are a part of it you know like i don't take people to be observers i take them to be actively a part of the atmosphere a part of the tailgates a part of like the ambiance a part of what it feels like to be someone more than just a tourist like meeting actual locals like the things that i do When I travel and that's really important, especially when you go to a place like Kansas City, especially when you go to the Midwest and you're from Hawaii, it's it's really great to have that cultural exchange. Um, But at the end of the day, like I said, these things only happen once in life. These opportunities only come around so often. So if you have the opportunity, you have the means. Yeah, get on it. Come join us.
1: I I have a question, Wayne. Yes. Who, Who has the best barbecue? Like which region Where? are you? Like oh, Texas, Kansas City, Kansas City. For Kansas me. City.
0: And that's not even just like a bias. It's I've had can I've had Georgia barbecue, Tennessee. I've had I've Tennessee barbecue and we've had them on Hawaii Sports Fans tours. We had Hawaii Sports Fans Super Bowl 53 tour to Atlanta, Georgia. We went to Athens, Georgia, the home of the Georgia Bulldogs, and uh we stayed there actually, and then we ate at one of their most famous. Um, barbecue places and it was really good i will say it it was still really really good i think with kansas city like there's a succulence to the kansas city like like this past week at gates and this is funny because this is not what i would think i would talk about when i talk about barbecue but um we had this sandwich fuchsia and i and it had like beef and turkey and it was in it and it was just like a sandwich and the turkey was like incredibly moist like no other turkey, like not turkey you would eat at Thanksgiving, and not turkey you no. would get at a sandwich. It's just like smoke, like you know, like they cook things over a long period of time, right? It's like they're, it's slow and
1: slow. Yeah, it's you know what <laughs> yeah. it
0: is, and that's why I like it. It's an art form, and um, and not to say that other places aren't obviously because the barbecue a lot is in the spice and in the mixture, and because there's more vinegary places maybe, and there's more. But I think just like that competition in Kansas City is what intensifies it like and I've had and I've had barbecue and we we've, we've had it a lot on our tours we had it in Won't you um, You'll have it in Texas. too we had it in Texas on our tour yeah we will in Nashville Tennessee next year so all if you love barbecue you should come with hs sports i never thought we were that carnivorous but apparently we are so um we're too but nice. you can have vegetarian barbecue as well uh and we we, you, we had actually kimchi was one of the sides at the georgia what? barbecue place and it makes sense now it makes sense now because like the pickled anything pickled anything that can cleanse your palate there's a lot of palate cleansers that come on the side right of 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 barbecue in Kansas city especially like always pickles always like pickled onions so, like, namasu would work really well with it. And that's why Korean barbecue is so great as well. As well, Like, the banchan always, you know, like, is fulfilling in terms of, like, your entire palate and the blend. So, that's just something in Kansas City. Like, I'm so excited to eat those burnt wow, ends. I think like, this amazing burnt end sandwich. Like a oh, food
1: podcast, too. You can have <laughs> it is, it really is. <laughs> it really
0: is. So, we're going to go and try it uh, for the first time. One of the best. Um, mm. Chef mm. Jay's barbecue. So, Chef Jay's barbecue coming... It's Sunday as well, pre-game. Kansas City, the game will be at 5.30. We'll have time. We're going to be going to Made in Kansas City, one of the cutest and coolest stores with only locally sourced artistry, like cookies in the face of Travis Kelsey and T-shirts. And it's just really finely made products that are locally made. And it's a really fun store. And I always love going there. So that's um, that's the place we're going to go. Rally House is a place in the Midwest that sells all the Midwestern teens gear and I mean like everywhere. And of course Kansas City is the dominant in Kansas City. So imagine just like just like just just your teams. It's out of the yin yang of what you can you can buy the whole store kind of a thing, of course. And they also have <laughs> Kansas Jayhawks and Kansas State and you know the local area teams, Texas Tech. So you know being in crazy sports crazed areas, you you can find that kind of stuff. And that's that's a great part. And I think that, and that's why I want people to travel because you have to You have to leave to see all those things, right? And you have to experience something. And you have to take a leap. For me, the first time I went to Kansas City, I knew no one. I remember Shane asking me why I hadn't been to Kansas City before. And that was the truth. I just had no... First of all, it was so hard. I'm going to UH games. And I'd been to Kansas City games on the road and just kind of waited like teams do to their team comes to the West Coast or something for Hawaii people. But I was like, you know what? Why not? Why don't I just go? And then I was like, wait a minute. Before I go there, let me just get season tickets. So I was like... (sighs) talking to a rep and they're like, sure, you have seen tickets. I was like, holy cow, I'm a (laughs) ticket holder now. And then I went and I met people and I almost died as well. So that's, you know, that's also dangerous things that can happen on the road and stuff because, you know, it snows and stuff. I'll just say that. Like, I'm glad I, have you know, like, I I go, I, that's why I travel so often too, is to make sure like I know a place well, I understand the elements and everything. And um, that would have been enough to traumatize me not to go back ever again, but I still go back and I make new memories and um, with Kansas City. And the first time I went there, it was very disorienting because there's no beach, right? There's no water. There's no like. Mm. You're the furthest. It's the furthest, Inland. most landlocked place yeah. really in America. It's some literally the most landlocked. Um, so, being from Hawaii, it's it's a mind bend, we'll say, mm. to go there. But also being from Hawaii as we as we are and as we are proud of we um, are very Hawaii centric on our show obviously but obviously very University of Hawaii centric and the yeah. football season may have passed by but basketball season is now upon us and um, and so as uh, men's and women's basketball men uh, men's volleyball and also uh, some other news from uh, uh, you know around our teams but um, you know I, we we'll, we'll talk about some of the latest, the latest news around we saw today a new throwback jersey uh for basketball at apparently not Adidas. Okay, you guys just told me that, which is well insane the, the players,
1: me. players are wearing Adidas. Okay. The one available for pre-sale is not.
0: Oh, okay. So the players yeah, are wearing yeah. Adidas, but these someone's a making band, a replica.
1: Yeah, so, the replicas, the ones you
0: can oh, purchase. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah.
2: So that's another oh. fail, Adidas.
0: Yeah. definitely yeah. another failing to do this yeah. i mean
2: so, what are we saying? So paying paying almost eighty dollars for a, a jersey that's not stitched and from uh <laughs> you know from a company I've never heard of i mean yeah. I'm, I'm I'm still gonna get one because you know me but still i'm like damn I don't understand why local it's local so hard
0: i mean yeah, you I you awesome. all yeah you have so many local companies. I mean Shane knows all of them obviously he has stuff from all of them but i mean i'm sure you could name in every color that could do it yeah i mean local companies that could achieve that as well
2: yeah right i just don't understand why it's so hard for eight zone to get stuff i mean maybe there's an issue that we don't know about but still it's just hard to get nice shirts there and it, it's it's good that a lot of these local companies are collabing with them now though like um yeah information and what was the other one defend Hawaii yeah and there's one more that just started collabing with them so that's good to see good to High see life. That. yeah 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 High life. yeah highlight yeah. yeah yeah so but yeah nice I love retro like and then yeah like you said earlier in, in football football yeah, <laughs> yeah let's, let's bring back those whole football retros, man. You know, like, on Twitter, they, when we wore those up in Wisconsin
1: and at Ohio State, Ohio, People sick. said those are the best... Uh, it's the best jersey of all time. <laughs> yeah. Like, random fans on the mainland say that.
0: I think that this is like maybe a step in the right direction for the whole like adidas because hasn't there been a few other uniforms changed? i know basketball is different obviously you only got to make like 15 or 16
1: uh-huh. yeah
0: um yeah. so it's easier you're but... comparing
1: apples and oranges yeah but i mean yeah we did it before i i i definitely think that you know you honor your past you know you you let the players understand like this is where we came from this is what we were i i i think we should embrace that you know do you think
0: do you think do you think that coach chang embraces that
1: well he he wears the shirt and all the coach
0: (laughs) he does i mean he wears the shirt but do you think he embraces it that's a real question sean no i mean i'm not asking i know he wears the rainbow but that's also something that he has to wear it's the logo of our school but does he if he embrace- really
1: didn't want to wear it, then I think he'd wear something else.
0: Okay. That's a yeah. very politically correct way of answering that question, I guess.
1: But you know, but in his answers, he doesn't he, he wants to do the silver. He wants oh, to yeah. do the cold branch. Yeah. Like He, yeah, he, Cole he, he, so he hasn't really banged the pot on like dusting off the the rainbow.
0: So, Which tells me he does not embrace the rainbow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. to me, if he has personal feelings towards the rainbow, that that's that's weird. At this point, let's just be very honest. Especially when the football, the basketball team, literally has Hawaii rainbows oh. on the front of their jersey. So, and I love that for one thing. I love yeah. that jersey. i think well, of, yeah. They're, I they're think honoring
1: I'm, the nineteen seventies uh, fabulous five era. You know. But it
0: honors who we are today, though Sean. I mean, we're talking about today. I we we're talking about our program today. This is I, right. I don't care about the '70s. Care about now. Care about now. And the problem is, a lot of that embrace isn't done throughout the year, and a lot of people right. to react to it. You just said it. All the kids share on Twitter that they're wearing the UH uniform or they're wearing the 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 you know they share the rainbow logo or they share um, Leonard Peters in the in the Ohio State uniform, but we don't see it on the field. How is that possible? Like that's so confusing to me.
2: You, and the you fact, need
0: to ask Adidas. <laughs> I mean, and the thing is, with how come with Coach Chow is the last one, and that, and I think that says something too. And it's not like right. Coach Chow was extremely successful on the field. Off the field, I think we could we could argue that he was pretty he was mildly successful at least. Um, but I think this is an embraced, and I think it's embarrassing mm-hmm. that we haven't had it. I we mean, had it a what? and I think we ten thousand more
1: season ticket holders at that point
2: yep
0: yeah oh you you would get a lot way more especially if we committed to some part of it i mean of all of oregon's combos the donald yeah. duck might be one of the weirdest and they still wear that every year like they still bust that one out i mean and you know they they're literally oregon they can do whatever they want they can put a the holographic angry duck one yeah that, that the angry <laughs> donald duck like that's okay. which is cool ish i guess it's kind of like Denver Bronco Pony or something, you know, like, it's like that era where, like, the graphics are a little bit too, like, specific. It's not like they weren't, like, popping out before. You know, like, it's not like... Very flat. There's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying, like, even if Oregon is going into their... Diving into every really... I don't even year. They change so often. I don't even know how they do it. Anyways, you know, like... (laughs) there's a certain embrace that goes back to and harkens to that era when there were nobodies, let's be honest, who was Oregon back then. But we we were beating beat them. Matt yeah. Harding was blocking their punts and we were beating yeah. them, you know? So, you know, they weren't very there. They, they, I mean, that's probably for some of the old times, like, oh, I don't want to see that uniform again. That's like looking at the old <laughs> Buccaneers uniform or something. It's like, you think I about like, like how terrible they were. No, I, and I don't have a bad, I don't have a, I don't have a negative opinion of those orange and cream, like, cream sickle cream sickle cream sickle. Um, but, yeah you know at the same time um it's an embrace of an era and like a hearkening like you said sean yes we're honoring that team but it should be about now the connection between us now and that team not honoring that team it's like how we're connected how we are still that team iteration yeah. today which would be nostalgia itself nostalgia and nostalgia itself i mean yeah but i mean it's an embrace it's more than just a, a nostalgic thing and that's why i hope that it would happen for football as well. But uh, I'm not too convinced that Coach Chang is You know,
1: the arena sports tends to, be, tends to be more of the older crowd. So I, I think from a marketing standpoint, that's that's a good direction to
0: go. Uh, well, I mean, just they have say, to. Just it's a have-to direction, Sean. It's you know, not it's... a good – it's a have-to direction. It's not – sorry, you're not going to get points for something that we, we are supposed to be doing is having throwback. <laughs> that's the obvious one. Come on now. This is not a – this is like – We've been asking for this all the time on the show about throwback uniforms in every sport, but particularly football, because of what it does for marketing and branding from a a standpoint. And that's today. It's like, you know, like a hearkening, a throwback is those those ridiculous B uniforms that the Steelers wear or those stupid like brown and mustard yellow Uh, uniforms that the packers wear that's that is nostalgia and those are gross looking uniforms those palettes don't even blend well to the eye that the the rainbow works it looks cool and seeing like you know hepa and um and the kind um wear it on and the other two model the the new jersey it looked Mm -hmm. cool it looked cool on them it looked like they're you know it looked it looked not just vintage and retro it looked modern it looked like they're they're Gen Zs, you know. It's like that's yeah. what it is. So, I'm just hoping for football. It happens. Like it, I think we've been waiting too long. It is ridiculous. Like I, this, the fans wear more throwbacks than the team does, and that's. But also, the fans wear black when the team wears or green. When the team wears black, so you know we're really confused there as well. I hope we see it in football, but the basketball one. Shane's gonna get it. Sean, did you order it? You ordered it already? Uh,
1: I'm gonna see if I can use the. The, the H Friday 20% off. Okay, them. I <laughs> might too.
0: I mean, I, I do want it. I'm going to be honest. I do want it. I, I'm yeah. a little unsettled now that it's not Adidas and it's going to be whatever company you said. Um, but that said, uh, it's just like they don't care. That's the thing. Like At the end of the day, you just don't care. And if you don't care about your fan so, experience, then you don't care about the fans, period.
1: I went to volleyball last Friday and basketball last Saturday. And there is... Absolutely nothing in the H zone that is Adidas at this point. <laughs> like, I look there, it's Under Armour. It's, you know, I I don't understand like what's what's happening. So, yeah,
0: Under Armour must be loving it. Their rep must be like, this is amazing. I keep coming okay. and they keep having our stuff in there. We're, Do they know that we're not partnered with them
1: anymore. And we have no Adidas merchandise in the uh, H zone. It's, it's, it's bizarre. So, I mean, go it's good <clears> that and we're lucky that like you said the
0: information and in some of the local companies are are filling that gap and getting um, you know getting official gear licensed gear which is important like you said not everybody can just willy-nilly print out the logo and sell it on shirts right you can't do that there's laws against that but having buy-in from local companies is good but they should be why rewarded not? Back. like why yeah.
1: not have Price points across the board with everybody make, producing stuff.
0: Exactly where you
1: get in, where you fit in. Like, if yeah. you want to buy the expensive stuff, you know. But if also you're a baller on a budget, you can get in at what eight nine bucks to get yeah. you know some gear. So well now, I mean, and now the now the, the
0: companies that print that the companies that have a the blanket NCAA license, right? They can just print whatever school they want. So they're not. Making gear that's specific necessarily, kind of like the NFL. I mean, fanatics. You know, NFL and fanatics. You know, they. Yeah, fanatics is an example. Not obviously, high
1: quality
0: stuff. Um, and they're not. You're not always going to get high quality stuff, and that's the thing. Is because um, you know any company can make it. But I mean, if you're if you're getting starter, you're getting Adidas. If you're getting a name, you're going to get high quality. Especially if the NFL is going to make a replica jersey, they're not going to give you. Um, you know, just mm-hmm. whatever the name of this company was, it Precision Pro what was the name of the company that's making this basketball jersey? Pro Never Sphere. Heard of Pro Sphere. Okay. Never heard of Interesting. I mean, I hope maybe they're local. Who knows? Maybe they're a local company. So that would be great if they are. Um, I don't know if they are, though. Um, but yes, I guess football, that's something we like to see is the throwbacks, but also something with we like to see is the run and shoot being uh, more and more incorporated into our offense. Yes. And it seems like that is going to be the case this coming season because um, what Coach Chang already said, he's going to be playing, calling the plays and, and making sure those elements are in there. But now there's going to be two offensive coordinators, co-offensive coordinators. Um, <laughs> so we're going to have s- still our, uh, the same one, Shoemaker from last year. And he's going to have Roman Sapolu, right, is going to be the other one, um, Jesse Sapolu's son. Um which I'm sure he's tired of people saying that. So sorry, Roman, for saying that over and over. He's probably his whole life. People are like, "That's Jesse Zapol." He's like, "Yeah, everyone knows already." Okay, everyone knows my dad is Jesse Zapolo Well,
2: his dad's um, a legend. I
0: know his dad is a—it's re- literally a legend. So obviously, yeah. um, but he's got to make a name for himself too, Roman. So hopefully, this will be his chance. And I don't know. What do you? What is your take on a chain? Um, before we get to Sean, because I know Sean has some spice that he wants to throw into this conversation, uh, uh, Shane. Well, I mean, what do you? What is your take on co-offensive coordinators? I,
2: as long as it's we see an improvement from last season, because last season was was very uh, rough. Oh, rough is, rough is an understatement. But yeah, I I, I didn't expect Roman Sopolo to be uh, named as a co offensive coordinator. Is he uh, going to be like the
1: run game coordinator? Is, is yeah, that how we're he's doing the, He's
2: the, you know, he, the last season he was the O-line coach, right? Yeah. So, uh, I don't know, I guess it's like another Brian Smith thing because Brian... Right, Smith,
1: and Stutz. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll so see. So Stutz and Brian Smith were co? Cool? I don't think they were co cool, though. Were Stutz, they cool?
0: Stutz was the receivers coach, I believe, and, and was his title. And, Brian Smith's title was offensive coordinator, but I I don't don't remember us ever having co-offensive coordinators ever. I thought they did that. Oh, okay. Well, we'll check. We'll check. I mean, you can check. I mean, the official title was co-offensive coordinator because, I mean, when they went to Washington State, Brian Smith was offensive coordinator. So I don't know at any point where they would be the same and then they would go to Washington State (laughs) and then Rolo would be like, okay, you're not the offensive coordinator anymore. Like, that's why I don't think uh, they're very tight. I would say like, I totally agree that I think Stuts had a huge amount of influence on the play calling. Um, and I think
1: might have been that last year that he was
0: no, no, and that might have like, last year he might have gotten some play calling duties, but I don't yeah. know about official titles. That that's kind okay. of more what I'm but you're right. You guys are not wrong with saying Stutz was a part of the offensive play calling because I and that's another reason why we a lot of people wanted him to be retained, mm-hmm. obviously as head coach before Todd Graham was brought mm-hmm. in for reasons mm-hmm. still unknown. And we're gonna get into the guy that hired him and his announcement. But um, before we talk about that, we can talk about, you know, why we're going to have two offensive coordinators next year. And there could be a reason because a lot of talk, (laughs) we'll say talk, Mm -hmm. has been around, you know, Shoemaker. And I'll say I I didn't know who he was at the beginning. So just researching him and then finding out that Coach Chang didn't know who he was. and, And that's from Coach Chang's mouth himself saying he never yeah. met Shoemaker, saying he talked to him over the phone. Um, it, made me, it made me question. Um, but, you know, Sean had uh, made an assertion over Twitter that um, perhaps the AD had hired the offensive coordinator. And of course, this was something that Sean said. And I'll say, Sean is not the only person I've heard this from. Sean is the only one that made it public. And Sean learned a lesson <laughs> from that. And that was the lesson. <laughs> But Sean's not yeah. the only one that has said it and said it to me. I've never heard it from anyone, so I I couldn't verify it myself. But I'm I'm saying like I I I there's enough people in the media that have let leak that that whether it's true or not, whether it whether it is fully true. Obviously, there could be nuances to it. But at the end of the day, it seemed like the marriage was awkward because there are really a lot of options so for Timmy Chang. Let, you got to choose. Let's
1: just. Cut the crap. You know, like I Timmy's coming to the realization that hey, this is, they're going on him. And I think last year he he kind of settled in as head coach. And like now, as he goes towards the run and shoot, he wants his stuff out there, you know. And I'm I'm a run and shoot guy. I'm salivating at the thought of seeing those classic run and shoot plays, the four wide and the the routes and the, you know open downfield passes. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, in my opinion, uh, you're starting to kind of minimize and move, moving away from uh, the offensive coordinator. And, you know, so I, and I guess if he's smart, then he'll learn these concepts too, because it's, you know, wherever his next stop is, maybe he can incorporate that into his stuff. So it's a learning opportunity. Okay, but back to Here's what you opinion. said.
0: Back to what you said on Twitter. Do you think this yeah. gives more credence to what you said? Because you took a lot of crap for it, obviously. But do you do you feel like maybe I feel a little bit of validation? What vindicated? Haven't you ever just wanted to experience SoFi Stadium, the building, the atmosphere, the electricity, but just didn't want to deal with the parking and all the planning that went along with it? Well, that's why Hawaii Sports Fans is here. We got the best tickets, the best seats for you, plus we got your transportation, we got your parking, we got all the little pilikia that you don't want to worry about. Let us deal with all that humbug because that's the difference at Hawaii Sports Fans from any other company is that we're gonna get you that fan experience that you really can't get anywhere else going to be a private experience it's going to be a lot of vip amenities of course wherever we go because you are the vip when you come with white sports fans uh, but we just want you to make a memory and have fun and that's the most important thing you're going to put that money down we want you to have fun and have something to look back on and reflect on for the rest of your life so check us out hisportsfans.com hisportsfans.com or check us out on social media at hisportsfans on twitter instagram youtube facebook white sports fans come find us come connect with us and come join us on the road because there's really, really nothing like it. We've been doing it for 10 years now and just keeps getting better. Maybe I feel a little bit of validation. What, vindicated.
1: Vindicated. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, because it just, it seems like we're going down this path. You know, it just seems like he's kind of being pushed aside a little bit. We're talking about uh, shoemaker. Yes. I, I like, have, yeah. And, um, you know, you question the hire from day one and I always thought it was weird why when you finally get your dream job you're going to go with some random dude that doesn't run your stuff and you know doesn't know the run and shoot and you've never met before that makes absolutely no sense to me you know so so it it fits the narrative from like what where I'm coming from Mm. that he would He, you know, he wants to run the run and shoot. So he's taking it over. So, you know, once, once it's all said and done and he's no longer here, and then the Hawaii media will say, Oh, well, by the way, he wasn't even, you know, Timmy's choice, which is common knowledge in the, in the media, even though we don't talk about it in, in the light of day, but only after people are gone. So, you know, that day's coming. I think, as we move along that day is coming sooner We're we're going to reach that point. So I, I'm all for Timmy calling the plays. I think he should, you know, these it's, it's his job. It's his program. These wins and losses are going on his record. And based on what he does here and now is gonna, is gonna determine whether he gets another shot after this, after this, stint as a head coach at UH.
0: Well, I heard our last offensive coordinator was in real estate now. So that might be um, a little bit of <laughs> trivia, but you're right. I mean, what you do now is going to matter what you do in the future. And we'll talk about that later too when we talk about um, the athletic director leaving. But um,
1: it, it, it makes me think though that what, was that like a knee-jerk reaction to what Todd Graham did? Kind of shoving bow down our throat did uh david matlin think i'm gonna protect the program i'm gonna get this guy because i don't want that to happen
2: again
0: (laughs) oh because the last guy is not doing was not qualified oh but the last guy who made the decision on the last guy though wait hold on Who was that
1: yeah that's it's david matlin oh okay 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 just (laughs) just wanted to follow your logic there sean i'm uh, just i'm just saying the thought entered my
0: no, no, I, I'm, not saying it's, I'm not saying it's a bad thought, but I'm saying, like, let's follow yeah. that logic. There's a lot of examples we could use. But at the end of the day, like you said, this is a change, a slow-moving aside. And to be honest, it feels like a demotion. I mean, Minimizing.
1: I feel like it's minimizing.
0: Yes. Shane, if you are in Shoemaker, do you feel like you've been demoted?
2: Me? Yeah. If I was a Shoemaker? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's saying that I need uh, help doing my job, pretty much. Yeah, we scored 19 points a game last year. You yeah. need help. Yeah,
1: I mean, why do you think he's still around, mm-hmm. Shane?
2: Uh, yeah. I think I think like first season was a wash, okay, pretty much. So maybe that makes it, sense. Yeah, maybe they want to just give him another one more chance or see if we can put some a consist uh, consistency. To the brotherhood, I guess it's kind of you know where they where they're preaching brotherhood and then they let go on Colchester one year. <laughs> we'll see come of... June. I mean that's that's I'm just I'm just saying that
1: we'll see come June. That's yeah, true. Yeah. I mean what
0: what Shane is saying is true though. I mean like you said you you create a family community especially if you okay like Coach Chang. This is they, these his coaches are like his brothers. Uh, definitely uh-huh. at this point, especially after. That whole season but you have to divorce emotion too from mm-hmm. the job because it's unfair to the job itself it's unfair to the fans don't hire the, your friend and i'm not saying that <laughs> I and mean, we're not saying that coach shoemaker isn't going to learn or do but there are a lot of things that we were pointing out from the very beginning in terms of what we saw on the field and obviously like you it's a rebuilding year like shane said like we have to be mindful that it's rebuild. it's rebuilt um but Averaging 19 points is still pretty low. I mean, you know, he, he didn't have... He had inconsistent quarterback play, to say the least. Um, but those those are the excuses I think we can make, Sean. But I think when it comes to why he's still around, and especially in a position that's pretty expendable, let's be honest, like, we see people come and go. I mean, we can name offensive corners. How many? Kanani Souza, Don, and, I mean, Lindsey. We can, we can start in the 90s and go forward and probably name how many mm-hmm. offensive coordinators, 12, like name that too. Name how many offensive careers can you name? But <laughs> Paul Johnson. I mean, Paul Johnson. I mean, yeah. like think about all the ones we went through. We went through a lot. Um. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's important to realize that it's the most, it's the most, most of all the assistant coaching positions, it's the most looked at, right, by fans. It's the most that fans talk about. Like defensive coordinator, I think, gets a, you know, they get a wrap, especially if the defense isn't putting a product out. But people in Hawaii, especially in Hawaii, where we want to see numbers, we 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 ask who the offensive coordinator is. And to be honest, I thought it was going to be a St. Louis person. I thought it was going to be like Darnell Arsenal or Craig Stutzman, and I was excited for that because uh, I, they know how to run the stuff that we've run before. St. Louis, yes, that brotherhood, which was still <laughs> brotherhood, came. It's from, in the family. Apparently. It's in there. I mean, brotherhood is is is. Is from Brotherhood, which is a St. Louis yes. thing. That's literally how they got Brotherhood. Sorry, guys. have like, yes. It, was, it yeah. was St. Louis grads who liked Brotherhood and wanted to bring it to UH, so they called it Brotherhood. That's yeah. literally all the difference. So I thought, okay, I'm done. I'm fine selling out to Kalai Pohaku. Those guys can take mm-hmm. over because St. Louis knows how to win football games. They know how to yeah. put out good football players. They know how to put out guys that not only go out and play, but they stick around and they coach and they learn more mm-hmm. and they – they enhanced their skills. So it was shocking to me. Um, But like what Sean said, if it was because Matlin had pre-picked him and, and that coach Chang had to go with him, it kind of starting to make sense now because he's still around, which is an interesting thing. And then Sean said, wait till June. And that's because in June, we'll talk about that a pretty, you know, big announcement from the school that, uh, the ad that dave matlin would be stepping down in in june retiring retiring even though it's seems like he's still planning on working or wants to work i don't think he's gonna retire and and go into the sunset but um you know it'll be interesting what his legacy is we talk about that and i mean sean i mean what's what one word one word how you how would you describe his legacy in one word mediocrity okay mediocrity he's-
1: Yeah, he did some good things and he did some really bad things. So I just think you know he kicked the can down the road with trap. He he hired Rolo, but he he also did Todd Graham. You know so. And the thing is, it's a mixed bag. When Rolo,
0: when Rolo, sorry for cutting you off, Sean. Yeah, you brought up a good point uh, with about the Rolo thing. The Rolo was a good hire and it was the right hire at the right time. And it did. It, was, it wasn't really a risk because people in Hawaii trusted him and people in Hawaii were excited to see what Rolo had learned to bring back. So I'm glad that he made that decision. I think that was the obvious one at the time. But yeah, I think Todd Graham it might be a stain on his legacy as well. I and mean, you, like you said, that's probably one of the really bad things. But for you, Shane, what do you think the legacy overall will be?
2: <laughs> uh, I mean... Uh, I, I try to, I try, my 2023 resolution was to be. No. <laughs> but, um, yeah. You're I mean, swirming, I mean? the legacy You're is, swirming. a legacy <laughs> isn't
0: about negative or positive. It's like, what do you think? What is Ronald Reagan's legacy? legacy? It's like, I, what yeah. is Barack Obama's legacy? It has nothing to do with whether you like the person or Yeah, Obama. yeah. What true. are they remembered for? What is their legacy going to be? What is their imprint? What is Jim Donovan's legacy? Unfortunately, is Stevie Wonder. a wonderful under.
2: Yeah. Let's be honest. And
0: Jim Donovan is an awesome guy. I've known him for a long time. He's a really Ooh. cool guy. He's one of the first guys I met when I came into the industry right out of college. And Bob introduced me to him and we sat down with him and he was a Hawaii bull. Like Jim Donovan is a is a very competent administrator. Absolutely.
1: He's doing great things at Fullerton.
0: <laughs> and that's the thing, is like we did, we know what uh it, but still his legacy unfairly is going to be wonder he was on
1: vacation wasn't he he wasn't even here
0: yeah he wasn't he wasn't even he he probably signed off which he had to but he probably trusted and you know the guys who made the decision how would he know i mean it is sad that that you know that that happened but honestly one hundred fifty thousand dollars is a drop in the bucket compared to how much they they waste annually and in other ways and of course losing that much at one time is terrible and a horrible thing and i hope they were i mean it had to be an illegal obviously you would think at that level yeah. we could get the fbi if the a university has been scammed but um you know i mean what what would you're like if you were going to say oh, remember when that guy was ad what do you what would you I say about that. it what do you think he did it doesn't matter whether it was good or bad or you're not being negative but well, that's the first thing you remember that
2: he did yes yes Donovan's legacy was the Wonder Blunder. Then for me, Matlin's legacy, I'll always remember him for Todd Graham and for the whole June Jones debacle. Um, and the
1: Senate hearing. Yeah. You
2: can't yep. forget the Senate hearing. Yep. And and the thing about Matlin to me was he so he's not very transparent. Like no. I just wanted I just wanted answers and he would never, he never comes out and talks. He always has a spokesperson or it's it's statement. It's never Matt. I just, bro, I just want you to tell us what's going on. You know, he that's doesn't all speak I, off I, the cuff. He
1: speaks with prepared statements.
2: Yeah. And that's, the that's thing that's I liked about
1: Jim Donovan, me. he would do a Facebook Q&A every month mm-hmm. and he would answer the questions. Like, Donna, I mean, uh, Mattlin doesn't do anything like that. We... Mm-hmm. We we don't get any kind of transparency or answers from him. He just, you know, just prepared statements. He can't talk yeah. off the cuff. And that's that's one of the issues I have with him. So
0: yeah. and that those are all legitimate issues. I mean, nobody can objectively say that what you guys are saying, your opinions you know? are off teeth, because it's true. I mean, and the thing is, like he probably um, would say like i'm just not one of those guys like i'm not one of those outgoing guys that wants to talk to anybody and that's fine like human beings don't have to be gregarious they don't have to be social but athletic directors kind of do you that. have to. that's in yes. the, that's in the job description mm-hmm. i mean you being a leader Shut- and being a money fundraiser that's your job shaking hands is your job like putting your face out there is your job and Stephen signed in his article today, which I lucky said, he talked about one of the first thing was being able to interface, being able to right. negotiate and being able to collaborate with government officials who have mm-hmm. your state their your stadium in their hands. So if you Sheesh. are not a part of that process, who are you to? Are you an ally or are you or what what liability are you <laughs> exactly? and that's the thing that you know obviously. Dave Mallon has only wants what's best for the team. Like that's, and that's something that is obvious to us as well. Like it's not somebody that wants to see UH not do well. It was um, very interesting that he was hired in the first place. I think people need to realize that. And I think he, his hire was to try and stabilize or try and, um, you know, bring it back home after Ben J and, um, ben j another guy who i would consider my friend a guy that mm-hmm. i talked to ben j and a former ad do i look back at his tenure and be like gosh darn it so glad we had ben j and i and it's not like against ben j it's just the fact like there isn't anything from that era particularly although the rainbow and rainbow rainbow wahine rainbow the Wa- rainbow sur-
1: survived
0: so when he <laughs> when he officially made that i i thought that was great i i i i still i talked to him on our show when we had him on my show and i interviewed him we went over his legacy i asked him Mm -hmm. point blank what he thought his legacy was and i mean you know the guy is now the minnesota sports yes commission commissioner so like did not falter when he left like in terms of like dropping off from probably his socioeconomic status
1: he worked he worked in the big west office <laughs> I, frankly, you know? he
0: was in the big west so i talked to him yeah. and took pictures with him last year at the tournament he brought the big west tournament to henderson i even he reached out to me about branding for the big west so i know that he was thinking about how to change so he is a dynamic figure himself but when it comes to his uh legacy what is his uh legacy and i think about a you name know, getting hit by a church A uh, church you' getting, oh. getting hit by a chair at the West Virginia game. Right. Oh.
2: right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think about him running up and down the steps, which I admire right. out him at the UH Wahina game when they got slaughtered and swept and right. he was trying to get the crowd going, you know, but I it's just not, it's not a job for everybody. First of all, the 80 job is not a job for everybody. And second of all, it's a job that needs to be done well for the fans, period. We can't, we, we're tired as fans. We're just tired of, mediocrity because we we deal with the consequences you don't deal with the consequences if you get to get the job and you get money and you get sympathy from all the fans on top you are you're taking from us now you're not giving you're taking at that point not only are you taking our money our taxpayer money you're getting people to feel sorry for you like I, i'm blown away at that like like we're trying to look out we're advocates for our program it, this should be any obvious when we as fans are passionate, it's because we have we have something in store for the in stake for the program. We have very little control. So that's why people are vocal. It's not a while take telling people, like, don't be fans of the team anymore. It's saying the current fans need to rise up and be more vocal. Right. I mean, if a bunch of, you know, it, it, it's just at the end of the day, people have to realize that it is a competition. Like we're competing against other schools, especially. Now, and, we're, and, and on this program, we're very clear that when we talk about our peers, we're talking about our conference. We're talking about Mountain West. We're not saying yeah. we need to be Big Alabama. West. We're not yeah. saying we need to be UCLA. We're saying yes. We're saying for football, we need to be better than UNLV and Nevada. And we proved that at least this, this past year. But we also need to be in the top tier and working towards that every year, being a, being a San Diego State, being a Boise. That's where we should be. And that's where, you know, we're not saying we're not even close to that. But at the and and in the Big West, we we should be competing for championships in every sport across the board, um, and that's just the standard that we have at UH. But those wins are not even the biggest thing that we talk about. The win, what we talk about is managing our brand and growing a fan base and being mm-hmm. able to stimulate excitement in the in the community, and that's the things that you two were talking about when it came to him, Dave Matlin, as himself. He isn't a cheerleader. It's not a fault against him it doesn't mean that he's a bad guy he just is not the cheerleader he's not that guy that needs to be the charismatic guy that stands up in front of everybody and shakes hands that's the guy that uh needs um yeah. with that being said steven sai came up with his um, list of names that he thought were um, Stephen steven sai another friend of the program <laughs> who we don't agree with him on everything. Obviously, he's still an amazing, mm-hmm. honestly, a really good sports writer and a guy that's a friend of the program. But he lists, he, li- he likes our show because he knows that what we're saying is stuff that the media can always say as well. But he's a guy that, you know, he's a guy that slips it in. So we know how to read between the lines with Steve and So I yeah. thought some really good stuff that he said in the article. Shane, I mean, you posted it as well. What's some of the stuff that popped up for you?
2: Well... Uh, the, the list of names is intriguing like with Mufi Amemiya Wakata mm-hmm. uh, um and the Punoho guy yeah yeah, yeah the Punoho guy mm-hmm. but he also talks about we gotta get on with this stadium thing whether it be the hey, man. expanding like how yeah. they said they will yeah. would yeah. and this freaking bussing down the Aloha stadium like Hurry up or anything, man. It's like the guys just take no sense of urgency and it. it's skinny. Yeah. I get sick of it, you know? It's like, geez. But I?
0: I, I don't think honestly Matt Lynn's decision to leave is is gonna help hasten it. I, I don't think it should affect no. it. I totally agree. It's not all on UH, but that is what Steve what's basically what Steven Tsai is saying. You know, it's like there are certain jobs in which the baton can be passed easily, like Steven is saying. There's some jobs that One guy goes, the next guy comes in, and they fail on nothing. This is not that job, is what Steven Tsai is saying. Absolutely. He's saying that among the 80s duties, the very first duty they have is to schmooze the legislature.
1: (laughs) Build some bridges. That's what
0: Steven Tsai labels as his number one duty. Do you think that Steven Tsai didn't deliberately put that as his number one thing? Absolutely not. Okay, this is what writers do. Writers, every word matters. Every word counts. There's a reason they say things. Um, so by so saying something he, like...
2: He says something about we, we're getting money. They give us money like it's like it's 1995 or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> and, and
0: <laughs> the thing is, they were they had a chance in front of the Senate to stake their claim. Mm-hmm. and make themselves and ask for that money and really turn the tables on the school. If, if, if everybody's still feeling bad about that, they had to show up like, that's your job for anything. You are a government official. Yes. You get taxpayer money. If anybody gets called to meet... That's, that's your department. Say, that's the department. Exactly.
1: You need that's to know those numbers. You should know those numbers yes. in your head. You should be able exactly. to talk about that at any point. Any Somebody, some jabroni off the street comes up. Yes. You should be able to Wrote memory, boom, boom, boom. It should be right there. Not, oh, uh, oh. Uh, but am but not even, ready to talk about that.
0: And even more importantly, like Shane said, it's the transparency. It's like just being honest. You don't, even if you don't know something, like, don't, so you'll come like, back next yeah, week. say, like, be, be actively telling us about, like, even if you ask the president of the school about, right, the stadium, he always goes back to the I don't know thing. Like, that is so weak as well. It's weak. It's weak to be like the victim in the situation. UH loves yeah. playing the victim so often; yeah. they really do. And it, you know, because Hawaii politics are messed up, and that's why this is the same thing. This is an extension of it: lack of transparencies and leaders that have been entrenched for too long running politics in any. It does. I mean, I was like, Hawaii is such a weird place. It's not a. It's not a place where, um, like I said, maybe in Kansas City they can get whatever they want because it's so football craze that the 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 community is willing to to siphon dollars but in hawaii that that craze is still there it's just underneath someone needs to stimulate that back up there we have tons of fans and fans this this goes back to leadership
1: too though wayne like you know in the 70s we had governor burns banging the pot and just Mm -hmm. you know dragging you you know uh saying we need the stadium for uh you know, but in the 80, 80s and 90s, we had Stan Sheriff that said, no, I, I'm not taking a 5,000 or 7,000 seat arena. It needs to be 10. Yeah. And he just planted himself and say, I am not budging off of 10. We, we don't have that leadership with these guys, you know, just taking a stand and saying, this is what we need. This is what University of Hawaii needs. And, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. there's There's that void. So, and if, you want to continue to pick yes men and weak leadership, then this is, this is where we are.
0: Yeah. So. I mean, and that's the thing that's, that's, that is aggravating is the fact that not people that aren't being proactive. And for example, when the, when I did have more contacts within the school that were trying to, you know, be more outreachy, which the school has just gone more internal and mm-hmm. um,
1: deliberate, if a lot of what
0: a a lot of what their fears were were because of the culture of the program the, the the department and the university and the state in terms of not ruffling feathers doing your job, like I said, when it came to Black Lives Matter, when it came to mm. standing up during George mm. Floyd, or when the whole world is 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 you know during a pandemic, you know that's such a crazy moment of time that we really need to go back and visit again and uh, you should go watch some of my old Wayne Quitty shows if you're listening <laughs> on YouTube because I mean it was a crazy time being indoors being um I mean did a show from quarantine um you know but at that time it was how are you going to stand up for your program when you can't have gains? and like we said our program there was nobody getting furloughed so nobody was yeah. saying, hey let's let's not take any taxpayer money right now cuz you know uh, no one's really working or anything um, but that didn't happen, even though we saw that at Boise and other schools, yeah, Boise. Yeah. um, so I'm saying like, that is, that is the thing that the school has failed to do is just stand up and stand out on its own and make a stand for something. And a lot of it, I, like I said, is because of that culture of fear. So maybe you can say like, well, that's not their fault. That's how things are done in Hawaii, which is okay. Which is it's your a cop out. But it is a cop out because, Mm -hmm. yeah, when you are at that level, you are an executive level branch of Hawaii bureaucracy. That's what the AD at University of Hawaii is. Yes, he has a president. Yes, they have the regents. But we saw them on display. We saw their allyship on display, very tight at the Senate hearing. So um, you know, I, I clearly, you know, Matlin is not being forced out. Clearly. Um, and, and they said that too outwardly. And I believe that as well. Cause they, they're friends They They wouldn't force him out. So I do give that if, if, if Dave does believe that this is time to move on and he can't do it anymore. I'm I, I commend him right there for that. I'll help decision. you pack. Absolutely.
1: Shout out to total diva. <laughs> oh
0: yeah. <laughs> the thing is like people need to stop thinking that things are personal. Nothing is personal. People are, People are kind human, like in Hawaii, I'm hoping that behind closed doors, we don't know anything else. I wouldn't be surprised, but at the the end of the day, like we don't have like mass dysfunction, but what we do have is mediocrity that goes unchecked and turns into further mediocrity, stale mediocrity. And the thing is, it's hard to dig out out of it. Not one hire is gonna just change everything. Like if people think like a new AD is gonna pop. Magic bullet. Maybe, a certain person maybe has AD who has plans. Um, Stephen Sy had a few names in here, which are interesting to go over. Um, and that's from his perspective, from Stephen Sy's perspective. He brought up Keith Amemiya, which I think is an obvious one. Yeah. But also because local, th- like none of these people that he that he listed really, uh, instead of John McNamara, who used to be a, a assistant AD, um, and he didn't name any of the current assistant ADs in this, which is interesting because... <laughs> I mean that's a choice by Steven Sai as well because award winning though a current <laughs> staff member is always in mind as the next one. And even Steven Sai doesn't list any of them. But
1: isn't that the preferred measure like you promote from within? Isn't that oh, always
0: absolutely the- and that's why I believe he did the he did the announcement was so that they can so I mean Steven mm. Sai is saying like UH <laughs> needs to start grooming. I think UH thinks they're grooming the next one. In my opinion, I think they started that process or they believe they started that process internally. I, I mean, just especially the people within the department and their desire um, to keep moving up the ranks, uh, very highly ambitious people. So I'm, I'm not shocked at all if um, you know there's some kind of soft transition going on right now. Um, but at the end of the day, there is not going to be a magic bullet but there will be a there can be a culture shift with the right person there can be somebody that brings in values fan first would be a nice value average fan first and finding ways always objectively how to satisfy the everyday fan how do i give fans something how do i give taxpayers and their kids and their families something with their money mm-hmm. without Needing them to be one of these big rich donors, amen. And the reason that they don't think that way, I'm going to be straight up and honest, is because not even enough people in Hawaii give them heat for it, instead, they are defending them, instead, they are feeling sympathy for them. We didn't protest, none of us protested to get rid of Madeline. We might have, we, we all gave very objective answers. There are people on the internet in the comments that did not hold back when on any of Madeline's announcements when it came from the UH Facebook page oh gosh the uh one was extremely brutal and that's the most comments i ever saw on the uh post so that should say something let's just be honest um but at the end of the day do i think dave Mellon is going to a power five conference or no bigger?
1: he's not going on to bigger and better things and that i think i feel like that's gonna say it all if yeah. if you're doing your job and you're you're going up you're getting you know like like how Rolo went to Washington State. That's how you know yeah. you're on an upward trend and you're doing the right things. Yeah. Our guys are not doing that. This is this is the mountain peak for them. So.
0: Yeah. And that's that's hard to hear for a lot of people in Hawaii. And that's the problem that we have in Hawaii is that we are not. We we don't think that we're worthy of being better. At the end of the day, we are okay with who we are. That's uh, anyway. really, it. and that's how, and that's us be honest, because we, that's our grandparents and our parents. And there's a lot that was, has been, has been really brainwashing on our people, local people for a long time. And that is really internalized in all of us. And that is what the most bothersome thing is, is that we people don't believe that we deserve to be better. We definitely deserve better, much better. And it's like, I, I see other schools, and I see younger administrators. I mean, look at UCLA hiring Alfie Reft, our former All-American player, men's volleyball Mm. player, as their women's volleyball coach. Uh, Openly gay, Filipino, Chinese, I think he's Filipino. That's how you go in on culture. That's how you go in on this is the future. And that's UCLA. That is UCLA. That's literally top top five program overall athletics program in the, in, in America by far. I mean, I think they have the most teams either. Maybe between them and Stanford, they have the most teams. Yeah. And they hired Alfie Reft. They didn't hire Robin, not to say Robin wanted that job or she was leaving, but I'm saying like, she's a bigger name than Alfie Reft. She was a head coach of the Wahine. Um, But to get Alfie is first of all, congrats to Alfie. I think that's awesome. And to be from Hawaii to play at Hawaii, um, you know, is huge, but, it, that's a culture shift right there for you. And that's the Bruins. That's, that's the, the standard bearers. That's what they did. Um, so I think that's the thing. Is like At Hawaii, we don't, we, you, it's hard to mess up the job, too. It's not like we have lofty expectations. But when you bring in people like Todd Graham, who are just terrible hires from the very start, even though Todd Graham is a nice guy, and we talked to his wife on this show, who is a nice lady who still wishes me happiness? They happy still birthday. support the.
1: They still support yes, the program. they still support
0: the program. Huh? She's yeah. my Facebook friend. She knows that we have feelings about her family being at our program. Woman is still our friend. Lady is mm-hmm. still a friend of our show. Why? Because it's not personal. Yeah. It's not personal to her. You know how many places they've stopped already? You think yeah. that's an? It's like whatever. Moving on. We thought we we're going to be in Hawaii for the rest of our lives. Moving on.
1: Yeah, this was going to be their forever home. Their forever
0: home. Now they're yeah. back
1: in, you know,
0: Texas. Scottsdale. Yeah. Oh, or yeah. now they're yeah. in Texas. Arizona. They're Arizona. Yeah. Arizona, Texas. I like how you're like, Texis. now they're back in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> they're on
1: vacation, right? I think they're on vacation <laughs> right
0: now. Somewhere. Like- oh, America. But that's football. And I think there are those middle America places, though, those are the fans that we need to be emulating more. Those are the passionate fans that, I mean, the fans that are of winning teams have things to say. You know out there, and you know that's just a part of that, and those people, maybe you can claim are are way too hard on their team, but when your team can barely win any games, ain't nobody too hard on our team or any of our leadership at all. <laughs> well, so was, then Literally, it's silent we don't say even that... have clothes. Ha, say we were the best the best dressed fan base that at least would be a consolation. say we are like, well, at least we can go and get whatever jersey we want. At least we can
1: always, you know, make sure we have UH gear.
0: We can't even say that.
1: Didn't Cy say he thought Timmy should get a contract extension or have had years added on at the end of the article. Did he say that? Oh sorry. Yeah, I didn't I didn't make it to the very end. So that's yeah, interesting. It was At the very end, yeah.
0: I mean I can see that as you know, well Cy could say that because it doesn't hurt him for him to say that for us of all he
1: said that he thinks Timmy should coach in the
2: new yeah that's that's basically what he said because it's supposed uh they're scheduled to build it in 2007 his contract ends in 2006 so you think that's
0: okay that makes sense no i mean i that's but the thing is had we had that transition phase guess who probably would be the guarantee coach in
2: 2027 (laughs) yep (laughs) exactly this is
0: why we said what we said one year ago check the receipts people check the receipts thank you very much this is why i record stuff with you guys because we don't even need to say anything go look at that show go back and read what we said a year ago is exactly what we said is what happened is that right timmy chang would struggle building a program because he's never been a head coach, ever, 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 ever in his life before. And it would be okay. nice to have somebody take that pressure off of him, and take the losses. Sure June, Jones can, June Jones can take losses. That's not gonna affect yeah. his legacy. Yeah. It's June Jones. Who cares? Yeah. His legacy is what it is. Let's talk about legacy. Let's talk about June Jones' legacy. I think, I mean, we'd start with Sugar Bowl, obviously, but um, car crash come to mind or other things, you know what I mean? Like
2: all-time winningest
1: head no, coach in this program
0: absolutely no but i'm saying people aren't that's what i'm saying with legacy people think of other things as it's well it's cemented it's it is and that to people june's legacy is definitely on dawn i mean june <laughs> but june's legacy is definitely still there's gray area i mean let's and that might not have to do with his coaching but just people thinking that he is you know knows better and I, for one, liked Shu's initiative, but for two, the fact that he totally got rid of the rainbow was a really bad idea. So also a short-sighted leader who didn't understand the grasp that it had on us and was rather going by his outdated societal cultural norms that he felt about the rainbow and let that affect his decision, which was stupid. But at the, sa- at the end of the day, the time came for this program to need somebody to lead it through a very tough transitionary time. Um, Right. With that being said, I don't, I you know, Sai is. I'm not saying Sai is wrong for saying that. I don't. I don't. I I think that's. He's not wrong about that. But the fact is, I think we need to start seeing yeah improvement right away this year. I think for sure. Like I don't think we have time anymore. And it's it's not necessarily Timmy. Yeah, it's it's not necessarily Timmy's fault. But he was put there. He was put there in at this time to do that critical stuff. And that was what we had issue with.
1: It's the football program that pays for everything else. So it's critical. It's a critical time in our program's history. Mm-hmm. So With that yep, being yeah. said,
0: there's always stuff to talk about, right Shane? So we got the whole year. Um <laughs> uh, we got a lot of um, you know, a lot coming up on our our tour side. check it out hi-sportsfans.com. But throughout the year we'll, we'll we're going to keep talking about these topics because they're important and and our our team is dynamic. It's changing even the off season we're, where we well, can spring, we can win an off season in a lot of ways spring,
2: you know. spring,
0: the camp, yeah, this, spring
2: camp
1: the yeah. second recruiting date is coming up very that's shortly. right
0: that's right there's going to be an NLI uh, dinner so go support jen yeah go support yep.
1: jennifer Smith. you got to
0: email her personally to get into the nakoa uh, nli meal was it a dinner or luncheon Breakfast? So a, I mean, they, they're signing so early. So I'm like, dinner. do they want yeah. people showing up like bright and early to like eat breakfast? Or, I mean, <laughs> that would be kind of cool. Like having an area where people are like watching and, um, you know, talking and, you know, um, interfacing with the kids. Like that's like their first chance of being, it's like being drafted almost, you know, like you're, right. you're now a part of the program, even though you got to go back to class and graduate high school. But, you know, that's a cool way to introduce so that would be cool. But I mean, this dinner um, that Nicola is running, go and support a couple hundred, um, Jen and Nicola, <laughs> And, you know, it's, it's an event that let's be honest is, is going to be cost prohibitive for a lot of people. Um, and, you know, at Nicola, a lot of their mandate is to get those high, you know, income people. So we right. can't blame them for their, um, the pricing all the time, but at the same time, um you know that's the school needs to find ways always to get the average man do free events and it'll come back it'll come back to them for sure it'll come back
2: guaranteed.
0: well it takes some building um just like it has this show so we're thankful for all of you listening all the building we've been doing over the years Um, we always have a lot to talk about and this was definitely another one of those shows that um, we had a lot to say, but I think when you look at the when you look and at the our, receipts. when you look exactly, when you look at our legacy on this show. I'm extremely proud of it. I mean, in the terms that we've been live streaming, there really hasn't been a thing that I not proud of what we've done on here, or not that I wouldn't go back and and play again any show because the receipts all line up from what we've been saying from that time to now, and I appreciate these guys for joining me all the time um, because it just adds more to the show and adds even you know the, the flavor of this program like these two stalwarts have been even longer than i've been even around this program they have been so it's important to keep tradition but also build for the future uh thanks for joining us make sure you subscribe the hawaii sports Fans channel wherever you get your podcast apple spotify iheart all kind all over the internet but also please join our mailing list so you can have the best deals come to you straight away especially when you're just days away from a big game like the afc championship um which is in just a few days so please join us hisportsfans.com please continue to support um and please continue to be huge advocates for this program just like my two passionate friends are right here. Uh, But for Shane and Sean, this is Wayne. We'll see you guys next week.
1: Hey, check out that men's volleyball. It's like watching a pro team.
0: Go Bows. Go Go Bos. Go men's volleyball. (laughs) Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com.
2: Did you do your homework?